0: This episode of Country Squire Radio is brought to you by Missouri Meerschaum, the Scandinavian Tobacco Group, Lane Limited, and the CountrySquireOnline.com. We thank them for their support of this show, and we thank you for supporting them. You're
1: listening to Country Squire Radio.
0: Welcome to Squire Radio. I'm
2: Bo. And I'm John David. JD. Hey, Bo. Good evening, dude. Man, good evening to you, sir. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing great, man. This has been a fun day. It's been uh, kind of a sleepy day around the country, Squire, but, uh, man, it's been been a lot of fun. We've had uh, just a good crew of folks in here hanging out, and the weather's pretty, so the doors have been
0: opened. And, uh, man, we're just just puffing on pipes and enjoying life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. what's going on with you? Oh, man, so uh, I got to do something this morning that I have wanted to do for the last three years, and that is take my daughter fishing. Uh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, that's great. Look, so we've had- Congratulations, uh, that's really cool. Yeah, thank you so much. So, so she's on, you know, they've got spring break and, you know, she's, she's only, uh, in, in her young years, but they still take I was take about
2: a to say, the, someone that age gets spring break? It's for the teachers. I feel like I should get- Yeah, okay. You know, I
0: mean, fair. that's, that's really what it comes to. I, I always, you know, I kind of scoff when they said there was spring break. I was like, really? Really? I mean, the age group is like one to, to, Four. Uh, how, how is it? You know?
2: <laughs> what are they breaking from? Uh, Nap time? I guess. Well, are they breaking from apple juice and animal crackers? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> Well, no, I've, I've tried to kind of plan ahead and make sure that I'd be able to spend this good time with her and everything. Well, it's good. Uh, yeah, we, we went out uh, actually to the local reservoir and uh, and fished, and she chased some of the geese around, which was a lot of fun. Uh, but the thing is, man, we we originally went to go to uh, Mayor's Lake, which is right by here. Yeah, yeah, right uh, down the street. And also, it kind of has an offshoot into the Pearl River. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is right now we've just had all of this crazy rain and all of these flash floods. And right now, man, the Pearl River is crazy flooded.
2: Yeah, it's super high.
0: And we've actually it's interesting. We've gotten some tweets in from uh, some different folks, especially down in Louisiana, checking in, making sure things are all right. Because, you know, the Pearl River flooding, that's not a foreign concept to the country square
2: It's really not. You know, it's funny. Uh, you know, I, being someone that was born in the 80s, I'm not as familiar with, uh, you know, the flood as someone that lived through it. But, you know, our owner, Kim Owen uh, she's really, really sensitive when it rains because our whole shop was underwater in uh 1979.
0: Like, literally, the lines like, are up on the wall. Yeah, you the lines are on that.
2: the wall. It's kind of this neat historic thing. You can look on our wall, and uh, someday we'll take another photo of it. You can see it online, I think, on our website. But... Uh, on the country squires website but there's actually the water mark is 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 there where you can see kind of where the water came to like
0: literally Um, we would be covered up in yeah we'd
2: we'd be be underwater right now it's insane yeah now part of that's just because bo and i are short but i mean we (laughs) we are both at least five and a half feet tall so which says something so um but yeah you know it's so we've gotten a lot of rain and uh yeah the water's been creeping up we've been keeping an eye on it but uh so far it looks like we're going to be gonna be okay yeah that's good all right
0: there was some concern you know there was you know as as somebody asked has there been looting and i I didn't get a chance to respond back but i would say well i tried but john david shut me down before i get to tobacco (laughs) Bo opened up all the tin tobacco and smoked
2: one bowl and then put it back (laughs) and no one ever noticed (laughs) hey
0: you know the last couple of weeks we've been teasing it out and uh and you know we've got uh the chicago pipe show coming up here soon and uh yes in fact john david and i will be there country squire radio will be well represented at uh chicago this year which we're so excited man Super excited Golly, about. Golly, I can't wait. You know, we, we've said there's not a whole lot that we can talk to about that. I can tease out a little something today. I got approval that's to right. tease out something. That's right. And that's to let you know that we are coming uh, and, and to, uh, you know, as as brought to you by Country Squire Radio, we'll be brought to uh, the Chicago pipe, Sh- pipe Show by an upcoming unique community for pipe smokers. That's right. And that's all I can say right now. And, that,
2: and that's it. That's it. And you're just going to have to chew on that
0: a yeah, little bit. Yeah, just chew but, on that for right now.
2: But, but this upcoming community is going to be an exciting thing. We look forward to talking about it more down the road but um man the the great thing is we've uh you know been uh, it, it's been a lot of fun to collaborate with them and uh we're looking forward to and it that's all we can say and that's literally that's, all we can that's say. all we
0: can say other yeah. than we hope to see you guys in Chicago we'll yeah. have more information as we get closer man i'm i'm so stoked the about Whitney it the city man i you know I, I think i've mentioned this before i've never been to chicago and uh man just really look forward
2: to it really look forward to getting up there and uh hope we get to I don't know. uh troop around a little bit and just kind of see some
0: of the sights. Yeah. Fun. You know what I'm looking forward to? What? Tonight's episode. Mm. I okay. wonder why. Well, you know, we <laughs> we're doing uh as we have done several times over, uh a Squire Select. And uh if you've never tuned in for a Squire Select before, we essentially take various things, typically bourbon and whiskey, uh and pair them with pipe tobacco. What kind of But the brown water kind of seems to be a, you know, a, a reasonable
2: Regular thing to pair with tobacco. You oh know? yeah, it just kind of makes sense to pair it with tobacco. So we've done other things before: gin, gin coffee uh, at
0: one point, coffee. We did wine, wine uh, before which is fun. But um, now somebody actually suggested we do Girl Scout cookies. We that that was probably a missed opportunity because you had like stacks of Girl Scout cookies. I'm just there. saying I, I bought about half of that stuff.
2: Is that so right? I, <laughs> <laughs> so I, we we have the inventory to do it with. So I mean I you know there there's something to be said for you know a thin mint maybe going with. Uh, Captain Cool from McClellan. We'll I'm,
0: just, to- I'm just saying, we could try this. We'll have to, yeah, this, this, uh, this episode, <laughs> It'd this be very
2: shameless, leg, right?
0: brought to you by Little Susie. Sign <laughs> right? up for Little Susie. The, <laughs> the Girl Scouts of America and Little Susie. Right. I'm sure the Girl Scouts of America <laughs> <laughs> would be thrilled. That right. we were support, <laughs> support,
2: support. Yeah, we're, we're pubbing their uh, cookies, but you know, you're supporting pipe tobacco. That's great. Yeah. yeah. Just, it's all for the kids. It's right? all, for, it's the all kids. for the kids. No, that's great.
0: <laughs> well, look, we have yeah. yeah, it. But, but tonight, this one's definitely not for the kids because we are talking about whiskey. Whiskey. We are going back to Kind of, kind of the
2: roots, and we've got uh, a couple of really good ones tonight. I'm excited about these, and both of these were recommended uh, by really good friends of the show, uh, which we're we're really fired up about. But the first one, Bo, I want to mention is yes, we've sir. got this. Uh, I, I have never in my life had something. Uh, referred to as wheat whiskey. Yeah, this I, is a new term to I, me. I didn't even know this was a thing. Like, it just kind of shows you my ignorance, maybe. If you're a, a whiskey bourbon, you know, uh, you know, a liquor aficionado out there, you may be super familiar with this, but, uh, this is called Bernheim's Original Kentucky Straight Wheat Whiskey. Uh, it's small batch, seven years aged. It's a 90 proof, uh, uh, whiskey. And, uh, man, it just sends beautiful bottle. It's a real, uh, simple look. It's kind of got a, you know, nice, um, you know, maple syrup color to it, just real pretty. And, you know, it's, it, it has a wax on top of it. So it's one of those that when you open it, you kind of have to, have to fight with it a little bit. Say, yeah. Uh, you know, to kind of open the wax. But, um, you know, I'll just kind of read the, the label here. Burnheim Original Kentucky Straight Wheat Whiskey, uh, represents the first truly new American whiskey style to be introduced since Prohibition, thanks to the genius of our master distillers. Huh. Uh, while other whiskeys contain primarily corn, Barley or rye in their recipes. Bernheim is the only type of straight whiskey which uses the soft winter wheat, uh, which is, you know, obviously fascinating. You think of bourbon, this is more corn based and this is, this is going to be wheat based. So, um, the result is a full bodied sweet yet smooth whiskey that is produced in small batches and aged for seven years, uh, in traditional open rick houses. A rick house just being kind of, you know, think about the uh, traditional kind of, uh, barn style uh, structure that you would have all these barrels sitting in
0: it's uh, a rick yeah that's all you get tonight
2: yeah, right. uh, <laughs> <laughs> i'm
0: surprised you went with me on. uh
2: yeah yeah I, I played along so um yeah this is this is really good whiskey i want to um We'll let you try some. And then we've got a yeah, pairing yeah, yeah. pairing as is tradition. To, now you to mentioned, go of course, the, the four whiskey.
0: components that are often found in whiskey and, and bourbon in particular. You know, this being a Kentucky whiskey, you generally think of Kentucky and whiskey and you think of bourbon. Right. Uh, but there right. is, you know, the, the terminology Kentucky does whiskey. require yeah. a certain amount of corn to any other component to be considered a bourbon. That's and right. And this being a wheat whiskey does not meet that requirement. Does not.
2: That's that's right. Cheers.
0: Cheers. Nope. You're not a fan. Nope. <laughs> That's so odd to me because I love wheat. Mm. Yeah. I love wheat beers. Yeah. And I love bourbon. Yeah. This seems like a weird, this seems unnatural. <laughs> well,
2: it, it's, it's really different. I, I actually am quite fond of it. I, I as soon as I tried it, uh, kind of in preparation for this, this show tonight, I was, um, really pleased with it. There's an airiness about this that is just really pleasing to me. When you drink, Uh, bourbon, something that's got more of that corn. There's just that kind of a bite that, you know, it's a, it's a pleasant bite, but it's definitely a bite. And this is so much more mild. Uh, you know, I, I've read online just some other, uh, folks getting notes of like, uh, wheat toast. You've got Mm -hmm. vanilla, uh, you know, uh, the wood and kind of a, um, grain flavor that's there. But, but it, but it's a very light, kind of airy flavor. So, you know, it's funny the description that Brenheim, oh, I'm sorry, Bernheim actually puts forth themselves. They talk about, um, full bodied and I, I don't get full bodied at all. I get really. Uh, kind of mild and light and airy with the just kind of a semi sweetness to it, yeah. which I thought was interesting. But, but yeah, this, this
0: is not doing it for your palate. Uh, you know, it's interesting. I've, I've been instructed on how to appropriately drink whiskey or at least taste whiskey. Yeah. And you know, the idea is that you're supposed to put a little bit on your tongue first. Yeah. Uh, in order to kind of, you know, that first taste is essentially just a wash. It's allow your mouth to get kind of accustomed to what, okay. the, the sensation that it's about to get. And then you, your next drink, you're going to swirl it around a little bit and really try to, you know, appreciate all of it. Chew it more. Is that kind of the idea? Something to that that effect. Yeah. You know, really trying to pull out the different elements that are there. Is it dry? Is Mm -hmm. it sweet? Is it, you know, what, what, what do you enjoy about it? And I got to tell you, man, I mean, I, I definitely pull out the wheatness of it. Yeah. Um, you know, you you mentioned the toast and that's interesting. I thought that exact same thing while I was drinking it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and it just, you know, I associate wheat Honestly, with kind of a freshness, especially yeah. with, again, with wheat beers. Um, and I associate bourbon with a good kick, a good punch to it. That's right. And, uh, this, I don't know, for whatever reason doesn't do it, but you enjoy it and that's good. I, you know, I actually really liked
2: it. Uh, it's one of those that I think would be a good change up, uh, for you. And, and if you're not a big bourbon drinker because you're, you know, real averse to that bite. Yeah. I think that this might be a good, this might be good for A, you. a good way for you to get into the whiskey, you know, kind of dark liquor world that, uh, you know, might be a good a good fit for you. So, um, Well, anyway.
0: you know, it's not about the whiskey. It's about the pairing. So what, it's what, about the pairing. What did you uh, take here to, uh, you know, what, what was your approach when when uh, going to this? Were you looking yeah. for a compliment, a contrast? Or? I, I went with a compliment on this one. Yeah. And
2: both of the ones tonight are going to be compliments. And I, I thought with the Bernheim, uh, being a wheat, uh, it's just got a real uh, kind of a light, airy flavor. It's all natural. Uh, you know, you don't get lots and lots of loaded up, you know, sugar or caramel or any of that kind of stuff. Right. But it's still just a real natural, kind of grassy flavor. Um and, and even online when you read a lot of reviews, you read a lot of folks saying kind of like a meadow and, and grassy and things like that. So um I'm pairing it up with one of our house blends here at the Country Squire, a blend that I've talked with quite a talked about quite a bit. Um and this is uh Meriwether. Merryweather is one of our house blends that we've sold for a really long time. Um and it's one of those that you know, if you're a Virginia tobacco smoker, you're just going to immediately take two uh, because it's a blend of Virginia's. You've got, you know, some stove stuff in there and uh, light and uh, more mid, mid-colored, mid uh, you know, blends as far as Virginia's go. But uh, it's just really easy to smoke. It's one of those that is a good kind of any time of the day smoke and really, really easy on your palate. Um, so it's not really sweet you get natural sweetness there but it is more of that airy kind of grassy flavor and it's one of those few tobaccos that i keep personally at home um at home myself in right. bulk so uh just really good how, how long that. have y'all had Merryweather? man it's been Merryweather it's one of those recipes is really old we've sold Merryweather for at least 30 years i mean it's it's gone way back i've actually found uh you know we uh, if you order tobacco from the country squire each tobacco bag that you get has been hand stamped uh, with a stamp that we have here at the Squire. It's kind of one of our unique things. We've got Meriwether here. We paired it with, uh, with, uh, the Bernheim and we're, we're real pleased with that one. I think the, like I said, kind of the light airiness that goes with that. You've got kind of a real, uh, light grassy Virginia that's just real clean and easy on your palate. Uh, and I, I thought the Bernheim was, uh,
0: was real complimentary of that. All right. No, yep. I, I can definitely see the two going well. Meriwether, of course, a beautiful blend, uh, that, that has been here for some time. Uh, you know, I, <sighs> I want to like this. I feel like I like it a little bit better near the end of the glass here. Yeah, <laughs> such as there's probably reason for that, don't, <laughs> right? don't you think? Uh,
2: yeah, that's once fun. once you get to the bottom of a glass of anything, don't you think more warmly and fondly of uh, pretty much anything that you're. Depends on what it
0: is. Honestly, the other day I was having a blueberry beer for the first time. That sounds foul. It's awful. Yeah. The, the further down I got, the more I hated it. Well,
2: and you know, let's be fair to like, I've had some of those uh, flavored beer, I guess you call them flavored. They're like uh, the lemon beer. What do they call that? A shanty or whatever? Like oh, some of those I've are, never had one of those. Some of those are pretty good. Uh, you know, I just don't know a whole lot about beer, to be honest, but... Um, but yeah, you know, I, I think some of those are okay, but yeah, a blueberry. That, it, was, it
0: was, it was foul.
2: That sounds foul. It was foul. All
0: right. Yeah. But I, but I did clear out the glass for our, our next, our, ne- our next one. Now, okay. you mentioned, did you already mention who recommended this, this, uh, production? No, whiskey? no,
2: this is, uh, a a good fit, uh, a, a good recommendation from our friend Stephen Blassengame, who lives here in Jackson and, a loyal, uh, friend of the country squire, one of, one of my personal really close friends. And, um, anyway, he, he recommended we give this a shot because it'd be something kind of out in the left field that no one's maybe tried before.
0: Yeah, great so, and great yeah, recommendation. Really, I just, really good for him, not not for me, not not for you. But this next one's really interesting too because this also comes from a friend of the shop and, in fact, a uh, a listener, De-
2: dedicated listener of of uh, Country Squire Radio. Um, this is cool. Uh, so I was um I was in this shop uh, in December and had a uh, a guy pop in and his name is Craig and Craig is from Minneapolis. Uh, Minnesota. Craig, uh, was from Minneapolis, Minnesota because now him and his wife, uh, live in an Airstream trailer. Uh, they sold their house. They Uh live, uh, they live full time in an Airstream trailer and travel the entire United States, uh, going from place to place. And that is their full time home. Dude! And they made a point in their Airstream, and if you saw on Instagram or whatever, we had a, had a, uh, pipe pilgrimage from, with Craig, but, right. uh, they made a point to come through Jackson, uh, just because they wanted to come visit the Country Squire. In, and in so, my
0: mindset, I think of Airstream as that kind of metal.
2: That's the metal kind of, uh, yeah. you know, uh, almost, looks like a radio, right? Looks like it. Yeah. Yeah. Like an old toaster or something. Yeah. Kind of yeah. yeah. Like an but old toaster. It, it's got such a, like, such a dedicated following. Their whole, Parks across America that only Airstream trailers can actually be Dude, in. So was it out like just that's really, really it? cool? No, he actually there's a local, ah, there's on, a Craig. state a state park like really close by, and so he kind of kind of parked it out there. But he showed me a lot of pictures of it and all this stuff and uh places they'd been. And literally, I mean, when you're living on the road, like you know, and you're, this is kind of your retirement gig, like. Um, you know, you just your home is wherever you want it to Dude,
0: be. rocking so the nomadic like, lifestyle. Yeah, That's it's awesome.
2: incredible. So um, but anyway, I really enjoyed uh, getting to know uh, Craig and his wife. And um it, it was it was a lot of fun. But but when Craig was here in December, he was like, I've got a bourbon that I'm going to bring you and I want you to try it. And you can only get it, uh, back in the, in the Midwest. So I, next time I come through, I'm going to bring you some. And so I was like, okay, that's great. You know, thinking, I mean, who who gets to just pass back through Jackson, Mississippi, like on a whim?
0: I mean, if you're going between Memphis and New Orleans, but beyond that, you're right. Yeah. I mean, that's it.
2: Right. So, but, but Craig, I mean, he, you know, they live in their Airstream trailer. And so he, he came back through just, you know, a couple months later and, uh, and man brought us a bottle of this. Um, that this is all we have left because he made you promise because he made me promise to give you some, both thank you
0: Craig.
2: <laughs> thank you so much, brother. And so our friend Craig McHenry, he um he gives us this border small batch distilled straight bourbon whiskey. Uh, this is from uh it's from Wisconsin and it's on the corner. Wisconsin. Uh it's on the it's on the very edge of Wisconsin and Minnesota. Now, it's interesting when you when you hear bourbon you think Kentucky so right. so there's kind of a mis a a, a mis um uh, understanding that if it's called bourbon it has to be made in Kentucky i was under the assumption that was the case that, that's right so a, a lot of folks think that but bourbon w- when it's called bourbon it actually just has to be made mostly of corn there's a it's the corn percentage on bourbon it's not the location but it's the corn percentage as opposed to other right. other things that we talked about earlier like yeah, wheat the with whiskey, the bourbon yeah, yeah. so So with the border, uh, this is made by the 45th Distillery Company and I'm sorry, 45th Parallel Distillery Company. And it's a really small family owned outfit on the on the border of Wisconsin and um, and Minnesota. And and these are two states I'm not familiar with. I've never been anywhere near there. But what I understand is this is the same parallel. So 45th Parallel, uh, you think of like, um, you know, the equator and then the North Pole. And the 45th is literally halfway between the two, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. I thought, yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought that's kind of fascinating. So it, what's, what's interesting though, uh, in addition to that is that it's the same, um, essential, essentially the same parallel that, um, that the Bordeaux and, uh, you know, kind of wine region in France is located on, and so it's kind of that same parallel. Interesting, but just okay. a different kind of, you know, obviously different climate, so different genre. But they can kind of, you know. Go claim that kinship there. That's so,
0: crazy. All right, kind
2: of kind of fascinating. Yeah, but, uh, really beautiful bottle. Super small batch stuff. This stuff is actually the proof and the alcohol uh, by volume content was actually handwritten on it on this bottle. I was going to ask you, yeah, can I keep the bottle? Just really, uh, I, you know what? I think Craig would be very honored.
0: If I, I would it. love to keep yeah. the bottle. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> and it's got a, uh, it's got just a real handsome uh, kind of leather ribbon around the yeah. uh, around the neck, and it was wax covered as well. So anyway, I'm going to pop this
0: open and let you have the rest. Well, you got to get a little bit, right? Yeah, Maybe just a little bit. <laughs> you know, before I drink this, I, I need to make reference to um, uh, the night that I went to go see Pirates of the Caribbean uh, because I, I saw two movies in one night and I saw them back This was back. like back in like 2003 or something. I, maybe even before, before that. then. Yeah. yeah. God, so man. I saw Pirates of the Caribbean right after watching a movie called League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. And League of Extraordinary Gentlemen was so terrible. That I wasn't sure, just like I and I loved Pirates of the Caribbean so much, but I realized it it was coming off of just this really really awful experience. Yeah, all that to say, this is probably gonna be the best bourbon I've ever tasted.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to say for people that don't like Bernheim, but
0: no no no, no. I don't, <laughs> I'm not criticizing Bernheim. I think I think I'm trying. No, you are, and that's okay. I'm that, trying to criticize more wheat wheat whiskeys, wheat whiskey, but to be fair, Bernheim's the only one I've ever had, so that's a,
2: right. a good point. Fair, fair enough. So anyway, we're coming off of. Coming off uh, wheat whiskey, more into a uh, a bourbon realm
0: here. Cheers, cheers. Oh, I'm home. <laughs> oh, I am home. The bite's there, right? This is what whiskey's supposed to taste there's like. There's a there's because a it um, tastes like bourbon.
2: <laughs> well, right, right. It tastes like bourbon, right? So you've got you've got corn, and um, you know, there's a smokiness to it. The bite's certainly there. It, it's sweeter. It's certainly a sweeter uh, whiskey, and um, you know, it's one of those that you know, it just. Probably has probably a little more complexity to it. I would think. Don't oh, you? Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's, you know, complexity is interesting because I think the last one was a little bit devoid of that.
2: Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, you know, the border, uh, whiskey, this is obviously super small batch. So they do everything, you know, uh, by hand up there. They do all the barrels are charred right there on site and they age them three years before they put the stuff in them. And, uh, it's just a real, you know, uh, craftsmanship style product that they make but um it's one of those things that it just kind of gives you a really nice uh clean flavor it's very sippable um but it's still got the kind of signature bourbon bite to it that you that you constantly look for when you when you drink a bourbon
0: yeah no this is excellent i mean i again uh, it's 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 excellent you know it's funny actually um so when i was getting instructed on how to drink bourbon yeah or how to taste bourbon i should say yeah uh one of the things that they that was being frowned upon is is kind of sniffing it really yeah 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 because the idea is that i guess that you know typically bourbon especially has has such a kind of a pungent you know uh, uh kind of burn the nostrils type of uh impact when you sniff it yeah that yeah. it can actually mess up your taste buds when you're actually trying to gather up that's different textures from the actual bourbon itself yeah that's interesting um I still do it just because I kind of like the burn a little bit, you know, <laughs> I, You know, I, I can, I, there's an acidity or, you know,
2: that kind of that, they call it a medicinal type quality that kind of, when it gets in your nose, you know, you can appreciate it in a different way, but, um, yeah, I, I, I like it. It, it. It's good. It, it definitely, it has a little bite, but it's definitely not, when I say bite, I, I've said it a few times now and I don't want to, uh, come across as something that's more, um, of a bad thing, like no. I, th- this I, is someone that's used to drinking wild turkey. So say, bite is like
0: <laughs> compared know, to other, you know. Actually, I would draw a similarity here to maybe even a um, a buffalo trace, like buffalo trace, or maybe even Woodford. Yeah, yeah, okay, sure. sure, Some- sure something sure.
2: that's just uh you know, it, it's definitely has that uh, the body to it, but it's not nearly as uh, nearly as uh, you know jaw puckering. <laughs> oh my gosh.
0: This is this is delicious. Thank it's you It's really Craig.
2: good. Yeah, Craig and it, it it's extremely sippable, which we really appreciate. So, uh but man, we're so glad you brought it by. Doing got
0: right. A, what did you pair up with Got it? an
2: interesting pair for this yeah. tonight. Now, th- this I thought was a was a fascinating mixture and as I thought about kind of where we were going to go with this, I I was real real pleased with how this came out, but uh we're going to pair this with Davidoff Scottish mixture. Now, if you are huh. if you are familiar with Davidoff uh, the brand Davidoff. Davidoff obviously is well known for their cigars. Now, these are some of the, uh, literally the best cigars in the entire world. These are, uh, you know, Davidoff. Davidoff. And, and, you know, it, if you open a Davidoff account as a tobacconist, you've got to make an initial order of probably $50,000 worth of inventory. Okay. Um, this is wholesale prices, not, not retail prices. Right, right, right. So, you know, Davidoff is one of those that, like, if they're going to come let you carry their product, like they're going to come in your shop, with a white glove and like kind of, you know, uh, you know, d- dust the top of things and like, you know, check the moisture content in uh. the, in the humidor and all these things. Like they're just extremely particular because they're, uh, just, just such a, you know, exquisite top shelf company. But, uh, so they're well known for their cigars, sure. but they also make pipe tobaccos and, uh, the tobacco, the pipe tobacco is something they're not as, uh, well known for yet, but it's something that they have in their, you know, kind of, Line up and um, and 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 are very good. I've had several of their mixtures, but uh, this is the Davidoff Scottish mixture. It says a uh, delicate Scottish blend, uh, Davidoff special selection of first class tobaccos. This is a uh, you know they call it a Scottish mixture, and I think it lives up to its name. It's one of those that uh, has a uh, kind of a Virginia component. You look at the la- the layers of or the uh, leaves of tobacco here, and you've got a lot of light colored. Uh, medium colored stuff but then there's those darker leaves that uh you know kind of kind of linger through it's all uh ribbon cut which is kind of nice uh, you see a few uh kind of flakier chunks in there it look like it might be something more ready rubbed but um, i'm gonna let you give this a smell tell me what you think
0: you know i'm so proud of myself because i feel like i can pick up the virginia now yeah like i didn't have that ability before is this have you have you like, is this like one of your
2: go-tos or? It's not one of my go-tos, but it's something I discovered, uh, semi-recently, which I've really enjoyed. Uh, the Davidoff Scottish mixture, when you think of Scottish mixtures, you think of something that, um, you know, it's got, it's got a peatiness to it that comes from the Latakia, but then in the background on it, you've got these, uh, or I'm sorry, it the, the the peatiness from the Latakia is kinda in the background, but then the Orientals there are are more up front with the with the Virginia tobaccos. And I think this is just real indicative of
0: that. It smells absolutely delicious. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. The tin itself, um, you know, in terms of just the packaging, very no nonsense. I yeah. mean it's it's so, um, real basic. Green green stamp on a gold tin. Yeah. And uh, you know, the their their logo and that's about it, honestly. There's not a, yeah. there's not a whole lot of uh, uh, pageantry around it. But, I yeah. mean, to some extent, the tobacco sounds like it speaks for itself. Definitely has a great note too.
2: It, it, it's really nice, yeah. I enjoyed it because it, it kind of gives a... You know, when I was thinking about the pear here, you've got like a, a Virginia bite to it. There's mm. a Virginia bite, but it's certainly mellowed uh, out by some of the I think the darker Virginias. And then you also have, uh, you know, the Latakia and then an Orientals that kind of bring up the background, which uh makes it more of a complex blend. So um I I don't know. I thought it paired nicely with the border uh whiskey and I was uh, I was glad to be able
0: to do that. So
2: you get border in the Midwest? Uh yeah, this is a whiskey I believe that's only available. It's uh in kind of that Midwest area, certainly in Wisconsin and Minnesota. Uh these are whiskeys that uh this whole brand 40, 45th parallel this is just in that area up there so okay um yeah and michigan i'm not sure to be honest with you so, core,
0: if you're if you're listening tweet in let me know yeah uh, check
2: it out if you get on
0: some craft bourbon
2: like uh review sites and uh you know fan sites and all that stuff excellent excellent uh excellent pairing man fair That's enough yeah really yeah no absolutely I, I was i was really happy with this one and uh and and you know we appreciate obviously craig dropping that by uh, man, just traveling the country and making a point to bring us uh this really good bottle of bourbon, and uh I thought it went well with the Davidoff Scottish mixture. I was I was very pleased with that.
0: That's good. Yeah. Oh man, yeah, Craig, you you were awesome. Thank you so much. And I'm not saying that like every single time anybody makes a pipe pilgrimage, pilgrimage they should bring us some sort of whiskey or bourbon that is you know native to their area. Maybe yeah, I mean,
2: or you know, but. But we're certainly not opposed. We're
0: to it. not gonna. We're gonna be opposed to it. Just make sure that you make John David promise that he'll save me some. Because, right. 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 You know, as as anyone who is uh, who's been at the Squire for any stretch of time knows, uh, there's a secret stash that is not secret at all. <laughs> like I left I left a, a bottle of scotch back there for a week, and it's almost completely gone. That's I, how it works. I drank yeah. about a glass, and you know, it's it's you know, at, at some though. point at
2: the Squire, we're gonna actually have lockers up yes, here, so yes. you know, the folks can rent their own space oh and kind of gosh. keep their own stuff. A lot of a lot of you know. Bigger tobacconists have done this, where uh, you know you you pay a yearly fee and you kind of have this little locker that you can put your stuff in, and and that way, Bo, your 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 uh your stash will be safely under lock and key.
0: Yeah, we we know for there, a price. We know there's someone <laughs> who's going to figure out a way to get past that. We we do. And, we won't and name we names will not, here. We will not speak his name <laughs> on air. Man, well, excellent pairing. You know, I love doing the Squire selects; those are do, a blast.
2: Do you think people listen to these episodes and are kind of like? They're not normally like this.
0: (laughs) There is a... Do you think there's an element of that?
2: Absolutely. There's just a little something different about the Squire Select episode.
0: There's a little something different about this episode as well. In fact, there's actually a little something different about the way that we are kind of approaching things uh, in terms of the structure of the show. That's right. It's going to be familiar enough for you that it probably won't throw many of you off, but you may notice a little bit of tweaking here and there. uh, This particular episode and going forward. That being said, let me tell you. About the pipe sponsoring this episode. That's right, we're really thrilled by the pipe sponsoring this episode. <laughs> yeah, look, we've got a wonderful pipe from Missouri Meersham that's actually sponsoring this episode, and that is the Legend, the Legend Corn Cob Pipe from our friends at Missouri Meerschaum.
2: Uh The Legend uh, actually, Bo, of all the cob pipes that we sell at the Squire, and certainly uh, we only carry Missouri Meersham products in in the corn cob section. Uh, the, but the legend is our best selling, uh, pipe by far. We've always made a point to carry them. Uh, actually, I was embarrassed today because someone came in and asked for one and I was out of them <laughs> because I'd sold my last one on Saturday. They, they just regularly flow out of the shop yeah. and, uh, we're very proud of that. But, uh, the legend corncob pipe, uh, if you think of, uh, basically, what your basic corn cob pipe is, just a really good value. Uh, it's one of those, it's got a real clean line, a classic look.
0: I was about to say, classic um, is about how I would definitely describe the, the overall look and feel to it.
2: That's right. And they've got an amber stem, which is really nice. So it kind of sets it off as something that, uh, even though, you know, it's a corn cob pipe, people have, uh, kind of a idea in their mind what that's going to look like. But the amber stem, I think, really uh just really makes a nice statement. So uh we've sold tons of them, tons of them over the years at the Country Squire, and uh we're proud to continue to carry them.
0: It's a good mid-sized pipe. If you've never gotten a corncob pipe before, this is kind of a good entry level into uh, into mm-hmm. those style of pipes. So check it out. And if you happen to have a legend pipe, uh rock it, take your pictures, tweet them in. We love getting those uh throughout the week. Uh, you know, especially with any any sponsored products or any products sponsoring the show. Uh that's a great way to show your support and let them know
1: how much you appreciate. Appreciate them sponsoring the show. That's right.
0: Pipe question of the week. Pipe question of the week. This week it comes in from listener Jay, who writes: "I've noticed that when I smoke several bowls in a row, my mouth gets really dry, Mm -hmm. and the tobacco loses its flavor. I feel like I'm just sucking hot air. Is that normal? I only ask because it's not a very it's not very pleasant, and I can't imagine it happens to everybody, or no one would smoke." well I you know Jay, I
2: think this is a fair question, and i I certainly understand where you're coming from you know the The key is here you've got smoking several bowls in a row now, I don't know if you're a newer or you know a more experienced pipe smoker, but you know it, the when when your tongue is exposed to heat for that long, eventually you are just gonna start tasting heat you know that that's what I constantly tell new pipe smokers with new pipe smokers, you have this sense of uh, you know, they constantly complain about tongue bite. Yeah, and so if you're having to relight your pipe over and over, uh, you're more or less eventually just tasting heat, and that's because your tongue is is burned. And so, you know, essentially, you know, if you smoke several bowls, you, you're basically experiencing kind of uh, tongue bite that has uh you know just taken place over maybe a longer period of time so uh you know there there is a is a sense in which you really do have to rest your not just your pipe but also your tongue i mean i think that's part of it um you know for me if i smoke if i smoke slowly enough throughout you know the day if i continually smoke my pipe throughout the day uh, one bowl after another, as long as I'm smoking slowly, as long, as long as I'm puffing slowly and, uh, not just in a real, uh, you know, furious effort to, you know, finish the bowl, uh, then I can enjoy several bowls back to back to back. But, uh, but you really do have to puff more slowly. That heat, as it's, uh, regularly exposed to your tongue, uh, you know, combined with whatever maybe sugars are in the tobacco or if there's some casing product, uh, you know, it's just eventually going to make your tongue feel kind of like sandpaper, you know? And so, uh, that goes for a new pipe smoker that goes, uh, for one bowl, multiple bowls, um, experienced pipe smoker all over the map. So, um, you know, I, I think, you know, if you are going to smoke several bowls in a row, you want to be sure to puff slowly. Um, and, and remember that when you're smoking your pipe, you're not, you're not trying to hurry through a bowl. The tobacco is cheap. You know, let's, let's think about it. Let's put it back in perspective. Like, you know, yeah, we, know kind of grit our teeth when we order another you know 12 ounce uh or 12 uh 12 dollar uh you know 10 of tobacco or uh, you know from the country squire a 10 dollar two ounce bag or something like that of tobacco and uh there is that sense of man it's another 10 dollars it's another uh you know 12 dollars but like you know, overall, you think about how much it costs to, for you to fill that bowl of your pipe up with tobacco. It's just, it's just not that expensive. So, so the goal, in my opinion, is not for you to rush through the tobacco just so you can say you smoked it, but, but you want to enjoy it. You really want to take your time and enjoy it. That's the point, you know, of, of pipe smoking, really, is it forces you to slow down. It forces you to get in that that cadence and that rhythm, which, you know, really appreciates you kind of taking your or helps you appreciate kind of taking your time. And so, um, anyway, I, w- I would just really encourage you to, you know, take your time puffing, uh, puff slower and, uh, you know, if that means you, you know, smoke fewer bowls throughout the day, I think that would be, uh, you know, good for you. And uh, I think you'll enjoy your tobacco more, and I think you'll taste more flavor as opposed, as opposed to, um, to more heat.
0: Yeah. Moderation is yeah. key. And I mean, uh, you know, I, I, there might be some folks that disagree with, with this mindset, but you know, it's, it's kind of like alcohol. Like for, for myself, <laughs> if I find myself where I'm just, the drinking, counselor says, speak for self. Thanks. Speak that's, for a, self. that's very good. Uh, if, if I find myself where I'm just drinking the beer just to drink the beer and not really kind of appreciate the fact that it is beer mm-hmm. and, and the flavor that's there and, and just to the overall, you know, experience, then, I don't know that I should be drinking any more beer at that point. Similar with the pipe. If I'm at the point where like my next bowl is just burning my tongue up. Yeah. It's probably a good indication that I don't need to be smoking right now. Yeah. Yeah. So moderation is key. You know, Absolutely. balance is important. And, um, you know, what it, whatever that is, it's going to be different for different people for sure. But
2: Yeah. Yeah, uh, th- there's a whole school of thought about the uh, concept of being present and being mindful with what you're doing, and uh, you know that there's a book written uh, by a local guy here in Jackson, and he talks about in the book washing the dishes. You know, you, when, when we think of washing the dishes, we think, okay, I'm going to wash the dishes so I can hurry up and wash these dishes so I can move on to the next thing. You know, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna wash the dishes so I can you know go uh, sit on the couch and you know do this or you know watch TV or. Uh, you know, play with my dog or whatever. But like, you know, w- w- the 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 concept of mindfulness and being present—like, you're washing the dishes, so you can wash the dishes. Like, like when you're washing the dishes, like you want to you want to do a good job at washing mm. the dishes. So, like, when I'm washing the dishes, like my my focus is going to be on this, and it's going to be on doing it well. Uh, which I think is kind of interesting. Like, do any of us look forward to washing dishes? Like, probably not. But like, there's that sense in which we're going to do this, and we're going to do it well. And, uh, you know, when you're smoking your pipe, that's, that's the, that's the idea is you're gonna, you're smoking your pipe to smoke your pipe. Like you, you're not smoking it to, you know, get somewhere or to, uh, receive necessarily anything like the point of smoking your pipe is to smoke your pipe. So, you know, take your time, um, you know, give yourself that, that break and that ability to just really, you know, kind of dig in and enjoy it. And I think as you puff slowly and, uh, just real, uh, you know, uh, with a methodical uh, kind of cadence to it. I, I think it'll really reward you.
0: Excellent question, Jay. Really appreciate that. And uh, hey, if you've got a pipe question a week for us, send it in CSR at potestary Quick, Quick fire
1: with the squire. squire
0: all right quick fire questions we've got a new orleans edition oh man that's great yes sir okay this actually comes in from parker brunson who says boy or muffaletta muffaletta po'boy you gotta go with a boy. yeah muffalettas really? are just i i don't like i don't like olives you don't like the olive salad I mean, like that's that muffletta that, is olives. The
2: muffletta like. you get the ham, and there's all kinds of cheese, yeah. and then you've got this this delicious olive, green olive like salad that's on there. I gotta, you gotta go with the muffaletta.
0: Yeah, I hate the olives and I hate the the salami because typically you find some salami or some pastrami yeah. or something like that. It's yeah, just not my favorite. Okay, uh, okay. Not a fan. Fair enough. Uh, beignet or praline? Uh, beignet. These two things are not. You can't like they're not this. Hmm. We have to pick because we've been requested to pick. No, I get it. I'm just saying that right. these are not as as head to head like po boy versus muffuletta is a little bit more head <laughs> that's to
2: that's a fair right right uh gosh i mean beignet i mean there's a time and a place for a praline right sure and, and a praline if you're not familiar and some people say praline i guess Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah but praline you know you've got kind of this uh caramelized sugar uh with uh pecans typically i oh, think yeah. are in there and it and they're so fine it's just real crunchy uh, kind of candy, but, um, but yeah, you know, there, a beignet, that's, that's good for any day. I mean, gosh, you can any make, time you can make an excuse to eat that for breakfast. Yep. I mean, golly,
0: <laughs> right, <laughs> you know, literally, it's, it, that's how it's marketed. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Sazerac or hurricane? Hurricane. So I'm, I'm not, that, I'm that guy. I love a hurricane. I'm not a fan of either of these. I know you like a hurricane. I was with you on bur. Oh no, <laughs> I bailed on you on bourbon. Like, let's go get hurricanes. Like, nope, that's where I call it a night. <laughs> um, although I gotta say, I'm not really a fan of Sazerac. But if I had to choose between the two, I would go with Sazerac. Okay, that's fair. Sazerac. Hurricane is like a, a one of
2: the, the one or two. Fruity drinks that I really enjoy. Like, I just, I right. love. One or two fruity lo- drinks. I mean, that I don't, enjoys. there's no other one out there. Uh-huh. But like, I, <laughs> I'm just saying, I love a hurricane. Hurricanes are delicious. All right. Uh, gumbo or jambalaya? Gumbo. <laughs> Definitely gumbo. It's gotta be the right gumbo. And it, but we I mean, we talked ju- about
0: this on the show. Yeah. I mean, now, now Bo, you, you are a gumbo king. I mean, like you you can call me a snob. I, no, I, no,
2: you're you're, you're a gumbo snob. This is a person uh that I'm sitting next to here recording this podcast with that's actually won a uh local gumbo competition. In the
0: Pottery studio. Uh, it was right there next to uh next to the recording studio. Yeah,
2: you've got a trophy yep. for this. It's incredible. So Bo, you, you know gumbo, and gumbo, you know, there's obviously certainly really bad gumbo, just like there's really bad anything, but like good gumbo, um, it's hard to find any southern dish that is better than that. And yeah. I, and that that's that, that's a really tall order to, to come up, you know, to say that, but I'm, I'm confident in saying it. You know, if it's
0: good gumbo, that's some of the best food you'll find in the South. It's, I'll, I'll put it this way. Anyone can make a gumbo, but there are very few people out there that can make a great gumbo. Yeah. And yeah. like, and that's the thing. When you, when you find like the good, the good, good stuff. Right. Um, you just, you never want to go back. So yeah, gumbo okay. all the way. Uh, Zydeco or jazz? Jazz.
2: <laughs> I'm sorry. I like, that's cute. Like, we can laugh about Zydeco and, like, you know, how interesting it is. You just and, called like, Zydeco cute? I did. I called it cute. Like, you, you gotta go with jazz.
0: Dude is playing a washboard. You just called his art form cute. You can't understand half the stuff they're saying.
2: I just remember, like, on my way, like, when I was a kid, Dad and I would drive from Jackson, Mississippi to Houston, Texas to visit, uh, the, um, you know, my relatives that live there. Lots of, lots of family in Houston. I'm, I was born in Houston. Just have a lot of, a lot of connections to that city and so as we were passing through south louisiana i'd always be like hey dad let's listen to that music let's listen to that music and he's like Okay, and so we turn on the radio and find that one station that was playing that uh-huh. horrendous Zydeco music, <laughs> and I, and I know my loving father just stomached it for me, just so just so the little kid could uh could have his day, but, experience um, a little New Orleans culture. But now I understand, uh, you know maybe no. maybe some of the some of the frustration. You're you're
0: wrong. You for gotta that. go with jazz. Look, I, I'll I'll give you this though. If if I am in New Orleans, yeah. Or doing something that is kind of distinctly Louisiana, like a crawfish boil or something like that. Yeah, I'm going to choose Zydeco. Okay, that's that's fair. Almost every time, but if if you're talking about just me baseline, yeah, okay, I'm going to go jazz. Yeah, I
2: mean, if you're let's say you're you know in in and around your home and are doing some work and want to listen to some music, like you're not just going to pop on Zydeco.
0: No, you're right. Well, I've well unless I'm cooking like some gumbo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's fair. That's fair. Good uh, questions, Parker. Excellent, excellent quick fire questions. But you know, whenever you talk about New Orleans, I mean, it, it, it's going to get personal. It's going to get personal. That's just part of it. All right, man. We uh, this episode is not just brought to us, not just sponsored by a pipe. It's also sponsored by a tobacco. That's right. That's right. Look, this is the greatest thing. When you're pipe and your tobacco meet, as special things happen. The tobacco that we have meeting the pipe today is.
2: Orlick, Dark Strong Kentucky. Orlick, Dark Strong Kentucky. That's right. We're so proud to have them as sponsors. And, you know, as, as our loyal listeners know, we only like to, uh, have products that we really, really believe in. That's right. And so, uh, Dark Strong Kentucky from Orlick. It's one of those that, uh, it's just got a nice full body to it. When you open the tin, it's just, uh, filled with that, uh, that burly that's kind of got that peppery spice to it, a smokiness that uh, is just really
0: nice, but easy on your tongue,
2: lots of natural sweetness and, uh, and just really pleasant.
0: I mean, the great right thing is we've been mentioning, uh, or like uh, uh dark strong Kentucky for a couple of episodes. Now got some great feedback actually from one of our listeners who uh, wrote in, this is actually from the YouTube channel, level 18 leather belt, uh, who wrote in saying it's a very delicious blend. So, you know, if any products that we mentioned on the show, you know, we love getting you guys feedback specifically about it. Uh, so definitely write in, send those in, but yeah, loving the DSK. Great stuff. Delicious. Your,
1: your thoughts, your, your comments. comments, listener feedback,
0: listener feedback as well comes in from the youtube channel uh you want to read that first one uh yeah listener feedback
2: from ralph on youtube he says i had a chance to go climb to the top of the temple at chichen itza uh in the early 90s they no longer allow you to do so now but the place was a blast however the ruins in taikau guatemala are considered the new york city of the mesoamerican civilization. It's so big that it's frightening. So uh yeah, really cool. We've got uh you know some folks that after our last episode kind of chimed in on some of these different yeah. uh, places that I know we talked about in a uh in also a um, uh quick fire with the squire session. So um anyway,
0: yeah, yeah good. Thank you. Thank you so much, Ralph. Yeah, that's awesome. Awesome feedback. We also got an iTunes review in from Jonas. Uh, do you mind reading this one as well? No, not a bit. Uh, Jonas552 on iTunes. He
2: says, uh, like a warm summer breeze to start off, I don't smoke. And I only found this podcast from being fans of the Potisteri, Uh, the other Podestary podcast. Uh, Bo, you can you can go ahead and raise the roof. Okay. <laughs> um, I thought I would give this product, this podcast a try uh, while working around the house. After about 45 seconds, I was roped in. Uh, there was just a different vibe coming off this podcast. Both Bo and JD are so positive and pleasant with every topic they talk about. Not going to lie, I would listen to JD read from one of my college textbooks. Yes! (laughs) That is terrifying. Uh, His his voice is perfect for podcasting and uh, was a pleasant surprise to hear the awesomely uh, podcasted voice of Bo being paired with JD. Uh, What a dynamic duo of podcasting. Listening to these two is like being transported to a porch in the summer, sipping sipping back on some cool lemonade and enjoying the weather. Uh, I now put the podcast on when I lay in the hammock uh, to drown out the noise from traffic, and I'm able to enjoy my time. Uh, this podcast was one I thought I would have no interest in, but it has quickly become one of my favorites. No matter what they talk about, I always feel better after listening to the podcast. Keep up the great work, Bo and JD. Man, Jonas552.
0: High praise, dude. Thank you so much. His name is Jonas... No, no, no! You're thinking that's because of Esquire Select. Let me explain. I don't. Understand. Jonas, uh, when I, this is one of these when I was coming through our iTunes reviews, and, yeah. and you know we we kind of uh, scroll through them and pick one out uh, as they kind of roll in, yeah. And uh, when I saw his iTunes handle, I was so excited because his like I recognized his iTunes handle before from another show that we had done on Podestary. Yeah, we actually sang him a song. We did a parody of uh, his name is Jonas from Weezer. Yeah. Okay. Uh, about him specifically, <laughs> uh, in an effort to try to get him to give us a better review. So I, I just I, I got a kick when I saw that that he is uh, he's That's also great. listening to Country Choir Radio. And you now he's a fan. He doesn't even smoke a pipe. Doesn't That's even great. smoke a pipe, man. Look, pottery. It, it's everything that I do is in such silos, you know, like right. there's no reason necessarily why <laughs> there would be much overlap because they're also very niche focused. But uh, Jonas, man, glad you found your way over here. Thank you so much. That was a great review. That, that was really great. Look, we always love getting feedback from you guys. It's a, a wonderful way to help out the show. When you go over to, <laughs> to iTunes and write us a review, love getting the comments on the YouTube channel. For those of you who are tuning in through YouTube, that's awesome as well. The tweets, the Facebook messages, all of that. It's a great way to kind of engage with us throughout mm-hmm. the week. Uh, we really, really, appreciate it you all can also follow us individually on twitter as well you can follow me at the real Bo york
2: i'm at john david cole
0: or you can get us at the shop at at underscore country squire and of course the show's twitter handle is at squire radio several of you have been actually tweeting in tonight it's been great seeing uh your feedback from there uh new orleans is 100 jazz bro this is what russ hicks uh, yeah Ru- russ also says. says zydeco is totally cute which I, which i i mean. Come on,
2: now uh, Portland Paul uh, at the subcon uh, agrees that this is a whiskey lag that we're uh, experiencing tonight. Yeah, okay, a little bit. Uh, you know, and uh, I'll grant it. Yeah, we, we've got we've got several other uh, you know uh, really handsome comments.
0: Bradley also uh, <laughs> on Twitter put uh, tweets that he actually. Uh, uh, this is doctor the love doctor. He, he took a picture of his screen with us on it. Yeah. And, uh, and he is smoking up some, uh, a Peterson St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. Yeah. And a gorgeous pipe, by the way.
2: That, that tobacco is really a big hit last year. We were really, really happy and, uh, hated when we ran out of that stuff. It was really good.
0: Yeah. Look, this kind of engagement is, is crucial, not just during the live show, but the, for those of you who are tuning in on your podcast, if you happen to be listening to this, uh, to the podcast through the Satchel Podcast Player. Yeah. One of the great things is you can actually tweet us directly. The player itself has a little tweet button. You can send us feedback so that as you're listening to us, you can kind of be part of the conversation even though it is in a bit of a delayed format. We love getting that. You can also, you know, do great things with the Satchel Podcast Player like support the podcast that you're listening to by sending them a few dollars. Helps keep the light, keep the lights on. Helps us buy more uh, Squire Select whiskeys, <laughs> <laughs> which is always good as well. And hey, if you happen to make your pipe pilgrimage, like I said, feel free to just drop off any brown water you want to and that'll make its way onto a future squire select big thanks to craig right. for uh for helping us out this particular episode and for all of our contact information and more head over to countrysquireradio.com
2: yep man Th- this was fun i always have a good time dude i <laughs>
0: great episode great topic we, well yeah.
2: it, it, it's always a lot of fun when we get uh recommendations and and you know feedback from listeners directly but obviously the border stuff it was such a neat gift to get from craig uh bringing it all the way back home from minnesota uh down here to, to the south and uh we're just really pleased with that and I, I think both pairings went well tonight absolutely
0: man well, hey let's go have a night see you brother Now, we've got a bit of a unique situation going on the live show right now. We've got the uh, peanut gallery outside the shop actually oh, causing a commotion. Isn't that something? Yeah. So our, our live studio audience is, is uh, going to see exactly what's going on out here. Uh, you know, a unique situation, of course, with the live show, this is definitely how the sausage <laughs> is made. And, uh, you know, taking it out of the studio and into the shop opens up to a lot of uh, potential uh, variables, as I like to say. This is certainly one of them. Uh, Briar, what's the situation over there? All right. Okay, well, tonight's not the night. The night's not the night.
1: Yeah,
2: I, I hate to say that. Yeah.
0: yeah, it's just not. It's not tonight's not the night. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, is he well, a listener? <laughs> is that the thing? Just a I guy? think he literally was just. I mean, if he's a listener, I'd say let's right. let's bring him in and, and sit him down. But if, if he's just looking for a cigar, and 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 he's a cigar guy. I mean, <laughs> I, uh, I was gonna let you say
2: it. I wasn't gonna say it. I smoked one earlier day. It's okay. All right, back on. Uh, yeah. So anyway, we've got no. Bo's making a mess. Is that the second time you've dropped premium premium <laughs> whiskey like on set?
0: <laughs> no, God, I, I would drink it off the table if it wasn't. This wasn't the most disgusting table in the... No, I'm just kidding.
2: No, it, it's, it's, just, it's just laced with the uh, most excellent tobacco droppings that you could no, imagine.
0: No, it's not the tobacco droppings. It's the ash that I'm concerned about. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, that, that that takes party fouls like a party sin. Honestly. <laughs> that was, that's rough.
1: You've been listening to Country Squire Radio, a member of the Pottery Network. For more information on this and other shows, please visit Pottery.com.